0: You're
1: listening to King Jesus Radio, the official podcast of New Living Way Church. Each message that is set up on here is also found on YouTube under New Living Way Church Downey. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So let's let's open up our Bibles this morning. Uh, Ezra chapter 3, and we're going to read verse 1 through 7. And we're going to go through this, and this will be our... Our, uh, our portion of prayer this morning and I just encourage you this morning that as we pray I will I will close up in prayer but I encourage you also to, to pray in your home to pray where you're at today and to take that time to continue in that prayer and also lifting up and praying for this morning service not just in New Living Way Church but in the body of Christ this morning that we could all come together in prayer this morning amen so let's look at this here it says in uh, Ezra chapter 3 verse 1 through 7 when the seventh month came and the children of Israel were in the towns, the people gathered as one man to Jerusalem. Jeshua the son of Josadak with his fellow priest, and Zerubbabel the son of Sheotel with his kinsmen, and they built the altar of, God, of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it, as it is written, the law of Moses, the man of God. They set the altar in its place, for fear was on them because of the peoples of the lands. And they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, burnt offerings morning and evening. And they kept the Feast of Booths, as it is written, and offered the daily burnt offerings by number according to the rule, as each day required. And after that, the regular burnt offerings, the offerings at the new moon, and at all the appointed feasts of the Lord, and the offerings of everyone who made a free will offering to the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, But the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet laid. So they gave money to the masons and the carpenters and food and drink and oil to the Sidonians and the Tyrenians to bring cedar trees from Lebanon to the sea to Joppa according to the grant they had from Cyrus, king of Persia. So this is Ezra chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. Amen. So we're going to be going through this and we've been going through morning prayer in the book of Ezra um, since the beginning of March. And so if you would like to, to catch up with us as far as going to the scriptures, we also have the podcast, um, which has those prayer meetings as well, as we've been going to the book of Ezra, and now we're live streaming it as well, but it also stays on the YouTube channel um, to be recorded as well as part of our Sunday service. So we encourage you to study along with us, to pray along with us, and we're going to continue to go through the book of Ezra until we, till we come through it. Amen. So this morning, we're going to look right here at verse one. And it says, when the seventh month came and the children of Israel were in the towns, the people gathered as one man to Jerusalem. So that's a very important portion of scripture here. I want us to see something here. It says that when that seventh month came, the children of Israel were in their towns. Everybody was in their place. But it says that the people gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. Amen. So how many of us know that there is power in unity? That word one man right there, when it's referring, it'll say together, or it'll say assembled. And it says assembled in unity with one accord. How many of us know that there is power in unity? Amen. There could be in many things. Right here we're talking about in the Lord, but even in the world today, even in our jobs, in our homes, and in anywhere, anytime there is unity, one voice, one people, you can have so much power in that. Because you have so many people coming together with the same vision, with the same place and the same goals and the same things in mind. And it just helps. doesn't mean everybody always agrees on everything, but the main purpose they don't lose focus of. And that is what the people are here doing in the Lord. They're recognizing there is a purpose. There is a reason why we've come back to this land. It wasn't just to come back so we could say, oh, we're back in our land. No, we came back to labor. We came back to do something. We came back because there is a purpose. And it's the purpose that God stirred up in our heart. And that was to come back and to rebuild the temple, which represented the very presence of God in this land, in Jerusalem. So they recognized there was a purpose here. And they're coming together in this. So let's look at a portion of Scripture here about unity. Let's look at Psalm 133. So Psalm 133 says this. Verse 1. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Amen. So let's turn back to Ezra. So imagine this. This is where he has commanded the blessing. How many of us know that in unity, we can reap the blessing? We can walk in the blessings of the Lord because it's a commandment of the Lord to walk in unity. To be in unity within the spirit of God and to be in one accord as a people, as a body of Christ, though we have differences, though we may see things different and we might not always agree. And that's okay. We're people. We shouldn't always agree on everything. We got to be challenged somewhere. You don't want a yes person all the time, but you also don't want a no person all the time. But we got to meet in the middle. But the one thing, as long as we never get wrong, should be the gospel of Jesus Christ, should be who Jesus is and all that he done and all that he has done. As long as we get the gospel right, we can work together in unity. But it's that unity not within ourselves, but it's unity in the body of Christ, in Christ, by his Spirit. So this is a picture here of the people of God, Israel, coming together in unity in one accord, ready for the work. Ready, okay, something needs to be done. We're about to do something. There's a reason and a purpose for us here. How many of you know today that there is a reason and a purpose for me and you being here today? There is a reason and a purpose for every person out here today. And that's God's purpose and reason. So don't ever think you don't have a purpose. You might not know what it is, but God does because he predestined me and you. He predestined us. He chose us before the foundations of the world. And he knows those plans, and they are for good and not for evil to bring us hope in the future. But it's going to take us, God bless you, to come together in unity, in one accord. But remember, it's all to bring him glory. It's all for his work. It's all to do unto him. So we see them come together. We see them assemble together. In verse 2, then it says, then arose. How many of us always know there has to be a leader? It has to be someone who steps up and says, OK, not to say I'm better than you, not to say that I know more. No, but to step up and say, this is the way of the Lord. Let us go this way so we can bring all the minds together. We can bring all the construction together and everybody has a gift. So we see here, then arose Jeshua, the son of Josadak with his fellow priest and Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtel, with his kinsmen. So these two men rise up, but you have Jeshua, also known as Joshua, who rises up with his fellow priests to be a leader. Now look at this. Jeshua was the grandson of Israel's high priest before the Babylonian captivity. So he had a right here. He has a right to step out here. And it also says he was the first high priest of the return period. And in Zechariah, he's known as Joshua. And you can find it in, jo- in uh, Zechariah chapter 3. When it talks about the like Satan accusing him, it's referring to the same Jeshua, Joshua. And he ended up becoming the high priest from the return of captivity. He was the first high priest for this. And look what it says. In, for, this is Zechariah chapter 3, verse 7. You don't need to turn there, but it says it here. He says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you walk in my ways and keep my charge then you shall rule my house and have charge of my courts and i will give you the right of access among those who are standing here so he is giving him the right and the authority to be able to take this lead he's called by god he's in the lineage of these priests so therefore he does have the right but he does have a requirement he must walk in the ways of the Lord. How many of us know if someone is walking in the ways of the Lord, your husband, your mom, your dad, whoever you're following, whoever's under authority you're under, if they're walking in the ways of the Lord, follow them as they follow Christ. Because there is a reason and a purpose because God has placed them in that position to lead, but all of us to come together and do the work together. Because God is the chief priest. God is the chief ruler and leader. He's the author of life. In the Greek, Joshua's name is actually Jesus. And the name Jesus means Lord saves. So right here, Joshua in this time, Not just Joshua here, but even Joshua when he brought him in the promised land. These are symbols of Jesus. The Lord saves. These were just symbols of Jesus, what he would do for all humanity. What he would do for everyone, the savior of the world. But what I love about this is they have a plan. There's a a reason and a purpose, and that is to rebuild the temple and all its glory and splendor from what they remember of it. But that's not the focus here. See, many times we come in and we kind of lose focus of, well, what am I doing? What is this all about? I know there's a reason, so bam, I'm just gonna get there. Many times we just show up to work, man, I'm just gonna get there because I gotta be here and I'll figure it out as I'm here. Well, they could have easily just got to the plans and said, all right, this is what we're doing. Let's do this, let's do that, let's do that. No, that's not what they did, though. In verse 2, it still says, and they built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Wow. Instead of going and purchasing and getting everything and all of that, They went and built the altar of God to place burnt offerings on it. During this time right here, the altar is built and the sacrifices are returned. They had lost all this in the land of Babylon. Worship and sacrifice was more important a heart of worship to be right with a holy God. Because how many of us know that when we're right with a holy God and we do as God has commanded us to do, we could have favor, protection, we can have peace, joy, comfort, strength, because no longer are you at enmity with God. Well, they didn't have Jesus here. This was their way, it was a sacrificial way. This was more important to go back to than to go and start up the work. This was important. This is what is done. And look at verse 3. It says, They set the altar in its place, for fear was on them because of the people of the lands, and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord. Burnt offerings morning and evening. Israel had enemies. They were back in this land, but just because they were in the land, they were still fearful of things around them. And how many of us know that we could be fearful at times? We could still be fearful today because of everything we're seeing and everything we're hearing. It gets very fearful. But let me tell us something. Let me tell you something today. Don't allow the fear to stop you from doing the work. Don't allow the fear to stop you from serving God. Don't allow the fear. To stop you from worshiping God. See right here he says. They went back. And even though they were feared. They were fearing. But they still offered the burnt offerings on it to the Lord. Burnt offerings morning and evening. They went about doing. Once that altar was in place. They established everything the way it was supposed to. Because they pressed through. To restore what was important. Our prayer this morning is, God, restore what is most important in my life and in my heart. Restore what is most important in the church today. Restore what is most important in my home today. Restore to us, Lord, what is most important today. The burnt offerings are found in chapter 1 of Leviticus, verse 1 through 17. And what a burnt offering was made. It was made for the atonement for the people. It was made as an atonement for the people. This is why they would do it. It was an atonement. And that word atonement is to cover, to make reconciliation, to atone for the sin of the people. So do you realize, we gotta see something here. It had to be important to build this altar to start to bring the burnt offerings, because believe me, when they were in Babylon, when they were often in there, they had some sin. They had some stuff they had to deal with. So they wanna make sure, hey guys, we gotta make sure we get this right before we do it in any building, before we do anything else. And yes, though we're fearful, but we better get our hearts right with God. We better get this sin taken care of. We better get this altar set up so we can put these burnt offerings day and night and offer them up to God because we want to make sure our hearts are right with God. How many of us know today that before we do anything for the Lord, before we do anything in our day, before we do we set our minds on anything, Lord, forgive me of my sins, oh God. Come before the Lord and worship Him. Come before the Lord and reverence Him and honor Him. But also, make sure that you come to Him with a repentant heart. That's what should be most important to us today, is to be right with God. But don't get me wrong, they, didn't, they just didn't do anything. God had requirements of how He wanted this to be done. He says he wants a lamb without spot or blemish. And he gives many other ways for those according to their finances, according to what they could give. But it had to be without a spot or blemish. But one of the beautiful things is that when it would show that it was accepted, it would be a pleasing aroma to the Lord. How many of us know that when we come with a repentant heart to God and acknowledge our sin, when we acknowledge that perfect, spotless lamb, Jesus Christ, and we acknowledge all that he has done for us, it is a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Worship comes from acknowledging the atonement of our sins. It's in gratitude and thankfulness of saying, God, thank you, Lord. You are so good and so wonderful. Thank you, Father, that you forgive me, God. Thank you that you still love me, God. Thank you, Lord, my God. That, Lord, I I know you're not okay what I've done or said or how I've acted, but, Lord, I come to you and I acknowledge that it was wrong and that I've sinned against you, that I've sinned against my spouse, I've sinned against my children, I've sinned against my boss, I've sinned against my neighbor, I've sinned against whoever it may be, but, Lord, I come today and I acknowledge I was wrong. I acknowledge these thoughts are wrong. I acknowledge how I've been feeling is wrong. But Lord God, thank you. I repent, my Lord. I ask you to forgive me. And Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness. Oh, I praise you this morning. I worship you this morning, Lord God. Because it's that gratitude of acknowledging, God, you are so good. You are holy and you are so good, Lord God. It's because of what you've done for me today that I can have a relationship with you this morning. And it's not losing focus of what is important this morning. It's recognizing, acknowledging, thank you, Lord, that I can have a relationship with you. No matter how great the fears may be, no matter how much the uncertainty may be, but thank you, Lord, that we can have a relationship with you. Thank you, Lord, that many today can have a relationship with you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. They went with what was most important. Before they began the work on the temple, they set up this altar and started to at- sacrifice the burnt offerings. That was the atonement for sin. We no longer have to do that, but we know the one who has made atonement for our sin today. We know the one that is a perfect sacrifice. We know the one that is a pleasing aroma unto God the Father. And that is Jesus Christ. Verse four says, and they kept the feasts, of booths, as it is written, and offered the daily burnt offerings by number according to the rule as each day required. And after that, the regular burnt offerings, the offerings at the new moon and all the appointed feasts of the Lord and the offerings of everyone who made a free will offering to the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord. But the foundation of the temple of the Lord was not yet laid. The work hadn't even begun to start to lay out the foundation. They were getting their hearts right first. They kept the Feast of Booths to obey what was written and instructed. You can find that in Exodus chapter 23 and Leviticus chapter 23. They were able to go back to the places that they were commanded and remember and do all the laws according to how they were spoken in there. According to the rule, according to the requirements. Always remember, it's not how we want to worship or serve God. It's thanking him and acknowledging him for what he has done so we can worship him and serve him. How can we serve and worship a God we don't even know? Let's start by acknowledging and thanking him for all that he has done. See, just because God has forgiven me and you and has given us forgiveness does not mean that we can serve and worship him however we want because when you get to know the god of all the heavens and all the universe you'll know and understand that he is still a holy god he didn't change anything the only what he did is he gave us jesus the blood of jesus so we can come into his holy presence but don't ever think that We could just come however we want and feel like do whatever, no, it's coming with that heart of repentance and turning it into that heart of thankfulness. I know there's many things that we want to do, I know there's, you know, we miss being in the house of God and maybe some don't, I don't know, but take this time in this season That no matter what we're planning on doing, no matter what's gonna go on, but our prayer this morning is, Lord, restore what is important. Restore to us as a body of Christ what's important. Restore to our leaders, to our government, what is important. Restore to our nations what is most important, Lord. And that is acknowledging you, Lord God that you are all in all, you are everything. You are Lord of Lords, you are King of Kings. You're everything, Lord. In this season, allow the Lord to change our hearts, to come back to that place of just, Lord, it's just all about you, Lord. Taking that time by yourself and getting to know the Lord through his word, through prayer, through fellowship, I know it's hard to get the fellowship right now, but we can come together here, can make a phone call, a text message with your family, with those in your home. But our prayer this morning is, Lord, restore to us what is important. And that is to make sure that our hearts are right with you and that we are right with you, Lord God. Because in verse 7, it says, so they gave money to the masons and the carpenters and food, drink and oil to the Sidonians and the Territurians to bring cedar trees from Lebanon to the sea, to Joppa, according to the grant that they had from Cyrus, king of Persia. It was then that now they had direction of what to do next in the rebuilding, how to structure, what decisions to make, what to prepare you don't know what to do in these times, seek the Lord. Get your heart right with God. Just come to the Lord and thank him for all that he has done. But also believe and receive the forgiveness that the Lord has for me in you, the mercy and the grace. So I encourage you, I'm gonna close us up in prayer here this, this morning, but I encourage you to continue to pray. Pray for the nation, pray for our country, pray for our brothers and sisters, pray for your neighbors, your family members. Pray for all those that have walked away from the Lord that don't know him. Today or just, are just so caught up because it's hard. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before your throne this day, Father, thanking you, Lord, for this beautiful morning, this beautiful day, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for your word and the example, Father, of your people, Lord, The people, Father God, that you stirred up by your spirit to return back, Father, from captivity to rebuild the temple, Lord, in Jerusalem, Lord. But Father God, thank you, Lord Jesus, as you raised up, Father God, leaders, Lord, Father God, to bring forth what was most important, my God. And Father, that was to make sure that things were right with you, Father, that we had a, that had a right heart, my God, before they, Father God, before they did the work and before they even distributed the finances that, Father, they were given, Lord, to be able to purchase all the things that they needed, my God. Father God, let us be a people, Father God, that Lord do the same. Father, restore to us, Father, the joy of your salvation, my God. Restore to us, Father God, Lord Jesus, that heart of worship, my God. But Lord, also a heart of repentance, my God. Father God, that Lord Jesus, our hearts would be, Lord, more about making sure and knowing that we're right with you, Lord. And in that, Father, with a heart of gratitude, getting to know you more, Father God. So, Father, we can learn and know you more. And understand and father God and draw near to you Lord as we draw near to you your word says you draw near to us Lord father restore to us what is most important in our hearts and in our lives father God father we ask you this morning for your forgiveness of our sins forgive us father God of our unrighteousness Lord Forgive us, Lord God, of our unrighteous ways. Forgive us, Lord, if we have taken up things, Father God, that, Lord Jesus, because we're bored or just don't know what to do or because we've become fearful, Lord God. Father, that have taken our our eyes off you, that have distracted us, Lord, or, Father, we've kind of fallen to a place of complacency, Father God. Father, forgive us of our sins this morning, Lord. Forgive us of, Father, every area that we have fallen short this morning. Forgive us, Father Lord, Father, for the areas that we have lost focus, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, if we have just keep doing and doing and doing. But, Father, never take the time, Lord, to just come and sit at your feet, Lord. And, Father, and make sure our heart is right with you. That, Father, what we do will be done with purpose, will be done with joy will be done, Father God, knowing, my God, that, Father, though we can't see it or feel it or we don't even understand it, but, Lord, we know that, Father, we're doing it unto you, Lord God. Father, forgive us, Lord, if we have lost this focus this morning. Forgive us as a church, Father, If, Lord, it became more about entertaining and about what the people want, and Father God, and all these different things, my God, to keep people busy, forgive us, Lord, if in any area, I'm not saying we're not saying those things are wrong or bad, but Lord, forgive us if we lost focus, Lord, on how we do it and why we were doing it. Forgive us, Lord, if, Father, coming to church and fellowshipping together as brothers and sisters, Lord, became more of a tradition, Lord became more of a chore, became more because, Lord, we just felt we had to. And, Father, instead of being in a place of thankfulness because we, and coming because we want to, because we have a grateful and thankful heart for, Lord, the atonement of our sins. Father, we just thank you this morning, and we ask you to forgive us of all unrighteousness and uncleanliness. Forgive us of our own self-righteousness. Forgive us, Lord God, if in any way, Lord, we have pointed the finger or just thought highly about ourselves, Lord, more than others, Lord. Father, forgive us as leaders, my God, if in any way, Lord Jesus, Father, we thought ourselves more than we ought, Lord. But Father God, Lord Jesus, every leader has only been called and appointed as you see fit, my God. But Lord, even as a leader, the leader is still to be led by you because, Father, it is your plan and purpose, Lord. But forgive us as a church. As a body of Christ, as a people, as a nation, as a land, Father God, as a world, my God, forgive us of our sins. And Father, this morning, forgive us for every area that we have sinned against you, that we have sinned against our neighbors, our brothers and sisters, our family members. Father God, we ask you this morning to forgive us of our sins. And Father, this morning, as we come together, Lord, we thank you for the forgiveness of our sins. And with that same forgiveness, Lord God, we forgive those, my God, that have sinned against us, Lord. We forgive those, my God, that Father has said anything or come against in any way, Lord. We forgive with the same forgiveness we ourselves have received, Father. Help us to pray for one another. Help us to love one another. Help us to encourage one another. And Father, in this time, Lord Jesus, Father, help us to restore Will you restore, what is important in our hearts and in our lives what needs to be most important in our home what needs to be most important in every area of our life father that is our relationship with you father god that is making sure anything that we do lord that our hearts are always right with you so father this morning we just thank you we give you the glory and the praise and the honor lord we thank you father god for your word this morning We thank you for the preparation of our hearts this morning as we prepare for this morning's service. And thank you for all the services that are going on this morning. Thank you for your word that is going forth this morning. Thank you for the worship that is being brought before you, the praise and worship. Father God, all the labor, all the servanthood, everything, all the work that has been putting in today, Lord. Thank you, Father God, all the giving that is being done today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because Lord, Father, we want to do it with a heart of worship and a heart of... Praise unto you, Lord. Father, thank you this morning, Lord. And Father, I just ask you this morning, Lord, that you would continue to lead us and guide us this morning. As Father God, we're just here because we belong to you, Lord. Prepare our hearts this morning. Settle our hearts this morning on you, Lord, and every day of our lives, Father. We love you. We praise you. We bless you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll be back at 1045, encourage you to continue to keep praying and just, you know what, allow the Lord to do what he's doing in your, in your home and in your, where you're at today. And just remember, we will have communion this, this morning, be a little bit different service is going to kind of change, it's going to go a little bit different today, but that's okay. The Holy Spirit's in control, amen. So God bless you and we will see you in a bit. Lord, our God is good. Thank you for joining us this morning for our 1045 service. We're just really looking forward to what the Lord has prepared today, Uh, just grateful to the Lord for another day, amen, another day that He is in control of everything, amen. So thank you for joining us this morning uh, for our 1045 service. Uh, Just real quick before we do start today, um, I just want you to know that service will be a little different than usual. And uh, for those in the Living Way Church, you know that's something that's not unusual. It's uh, we go based upon as the Lord gives it and how he wants it and how he desires his service to be. So I just want to encourage you today that our service will kind of be in a a three-part type of service today. Um, It's all one message, the message of the Lord, but there are three parts to it. There was actually four parts. The first part was in the middle for the prayer in the morning. And this is just all going to continue to what God has prepared for this morning amen so i also want you to know that we will be having communion this morning together so if you have elements in the home you know feel free you know to let's let's come together and have communion together uh here in new living Way church we've always done uh we always do communion on the first sunday of the month so we're not going to stop we're going to continue to do this but as you know you can have communion in your home any day of the week any moment in time whenever you feel it as many times as you like feel free to have communion with you and the family or just you and your wife or any, you know, just someone there that you just want to have communion with. Amen. So just thank you again for joining us this morning. We're just uh, just grateful to the Lord that we have this platform, that we are able to come together as a body of Christ. I thank the Lord that today, many today are coming together and praising the Lord together, that we're all coming together and thanking the Lord for all that he has done and just being so faithful in all that he is and everything that he is. Amen. So. Thank you, Jesus, for that, that we can still come together and proclaim who Jesus is this morning. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to open up in a word of prayer this morning, and we're actually going to go into the word of God this morning. So we'll open up in a word of prayer, and um, we're also going to be opening up in Revelation chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 8 this morning. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before your throne this day, Father. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, as we come in the name of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that we're able to come into the Holy of Holies by that new and living way. And that is through Jesus, your Son, our Lord, our Savior, our King, our Master, our Owner. The one who has given us salvation and the one whom we have salvation in today. The one that we have the very love of God in today. The one whom we have peace and comfort and joy and strength in today. The one that we have all provision in today. The one who is our everything this morning, Father God. And Father, this morning, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we have the forgiveness of sins this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for the atonement of our sins this morning, Father God. And Father, we are just so grateful and thankful this morning that we as a body of Christ can come into your very presence this morning, Lord God, because we know and believe that your very presence lives and dwells inside of us this morning, Lord. For we are the temple of the living God, Lord God. So I thank you, Lord, this morning for every brother and sister, every believer that is coming together to meet this morning, My God, we are coming together in the name of Jesus Christ, the name above all names, Lord Jesus. And we are coming together to worship you, to glorify you, to praise you, to bless you, Lord God, for you are holy, Lord God. And we just thank you this morning, Lord God, that Father God, right where we're at today, Lord God, we know your presence is here with us this day. Father God, we thank you that your presence is here in this world today, we thank you that your presence, my God, is with every person today, Lord, Father God and for all those that are going through many things today, through sickness, through death, Father God through trials and tribulations, Father through the pressures of life and all that is going on in our world today we thank you that you are ever present, that you are omnipresent my God, and that Father God, Lord, you are available you are there, my God for all those that call upon you today, Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus, may they remember the name above all names, that they may call on you this day, and may you draw them by your Holy Spirit as you drew us today, my God. And we just thank you this morning, Lord God. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor, my God, for you alone are worthy of all praise and glory and honor, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. Thank Thank you, Father God, for all that you have prepared this morning. Thank you for this morning's service. Thank you for your word, my God. Thank you, Father, as we come together with a heart of worship, a heart of gratitude, a heart of praise. Thanking you, Lord, for being so good, my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for all that you have done for us this day. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for making a way where there was no way. Thank you for your faithfulness this morning. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, Father. Thank you, Father God, for you are good, Lord. And we just love you, Father. We glorify you and we praise and we bless your holy name this morning, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Know that the presence of the Lord is with you this morning. Amen. Because if you put your faith in him, he lives in you this morning. Amen. Well, this morning I wanted to open up in a scripture here, and we're, we're starting off in Revelation chapter 1. verse. We'll start off with verse 8 all the way to verse 19. And I know, and we all know today, that there is a lot going on today. I know there's many reports that it's going to get worse. You know, there's just many more realities that are coming to pass, and they're just things that basically our government or our leaders are just saying that this is there's really no way around it. You know, many want to come back and there's just so many decisions that still need to be made and that are being made. A little bit of division in different areas and and certain thoughts and thinking of the way things should be done. You know, so it's it's very, it could be very overwhelming. Even if you're not watching the news, it could still be very overwhelming because it's a reality. It's there when you go to the market. It's there when you go get gas. It's there when you're driving down the street. It's there when you go to work. It's there in your home. It's there in your neighborhood. It's everywhere. And it's like, God, what is going on, Lord? What what's you know, it's 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 a place like Lord, it's, I I really don't know what, what to do here and, and I have believe and have faith, but it's just it's just getting hard. And it just you know, with all these reports and it's like, Lord, what can we as a people do? What can we do in this time? What are we supposed to do, Lord? I mean, it's it we can't go out, we can't do this, we can't do that. It's 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 different. It's a whole other way. But let me encourage you today. You're not alone. We're all in this together and we're all learning together. But this morning's message is I want us to know something today as I had to be reminded, as I had to be told, as I had to be reminded through the word of God when things were starting to affect me, when things were starting to overwhelm me, when I was having my moments in that time as well as I have just as much as you have. But the title of today's message is, A Throne Set in Heaven. How many of us know today that there is still a throne set in heaven today? Oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord, because there is still a throne set in heaven today. So I pray that this morning and I believe that the word of God is powerful enough. I believe the word of God is alive living and active to bring life into you, into me, into our neighbors, into this community, into this world today. As we are reminded this morning there is still a throne set in heaven today. So no matter what may be going on, no matter what circumstances may be, no matter what the reports are, we still know that there is a throne set in heaven today. So be encouraged this morning. Oh, let the Holy Spirit wake you up this morning. Let him rise you to your feet so you can praise the Lord and say, I know there is still a throne set in heaven today. And I know there is still one seated on that throne today. Don't be fooled. Don't let all these other things shake you as they do, and when they do, be reminded. But there is a throne set in heaven, and I may say that quite a bit today, but that's I need to hear this from myself this morning. Because there is a throne set in heaven, and there is one seated on that throne. So let's look at this portion of scripture here in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8 through 19 this morning. I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 8. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who was and who, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He's covering from the A to the Z and everything in between. He is the one who is in control, the master of it all, the Lord Almighty, the Alpha, the Omega, says the Lord God who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Know that this is our God today. And this is the God of all those who choose to put their faith in him today. He is alive, he is living, and he is active And in verse 9, it says, this is John's vision. He says, I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation, the one who was in it with us. This is so many years ago. But how many of us know that we're all together in this in a tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus? He's calling you a kingdom. He's calling me and you patient as we endure in Jesus Christ.'" How many of you have been patient and are enduring today, but you're doing it in Jesus Christ? This word is for you. And if you're not, if you don't know the Lord, then today is the day of salvation. Because we don't do this on our own. I don't have patience and endurance on my own. It's the Holy Spirit, the greater one that lives in me. Because greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. Greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. And he says, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. He was put in a place because of the testimony of Jesus. Because he was declaring who Jesus is. But look at this, this didn't stop him. Don't ever let your situation or where you're at today ever stop you from thinking That you don't have the spirit of God because the spirit of God is in you. And even though he's on this island of Patmos, look at verse 10. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. When you can be in the spirit. Because no matter how hard it was or it is, he is in the spirit right here. And he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a a loud voice like a trumpet saying, write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches. To Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum and to Thyteria and to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. So in this place of Patmos, John is in the spirit, caught up in a vision. And in this vision, he's given a purpose and a mission to continue to still serve God. How many of us know there's no boundaries to what God can do right where you're at? And you may be stuck in that house today or wherever you're at today. But just know when you got the spirit of the Lord, he'll show you a way. How to continue to serve Him if you have an ear to, a ear to hear to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. This is why it's so important as we spoke about in the morning, getting that heart right with the Lord. Because we want to get that heart right with the Lord so we can hear from the Lord. So what we do, we do unto the Lord and we can have joy in doing it unto the Lord. And he says in verse 12, Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire, his feet were like the burnished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, from his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. Wow, what a sight. I mean, this is just a glimpse. I I believe it's so much more than looking at the sun. But whenever you you try to look at that sun, it's hard to look at when it's up in its glory in the middle of the sky. This is the radiance of God, but this radiance is so much greater. And I remember they tell me as a kid, don't look at the sun. And I would look at the sun anyways. And all of a sudden I would see these little dots. I said, oh, I see the planets roaming around it. But little did I know, I think it was burning my eyes. (laughs) Careful. But see, let me tell you something. Just as dangerous as it is looking at the sun, it can be dangerous looking to the Holy One. Because our God is a holy God. He is a consuming fire. And if we're not right, we need to be careful. But look at verse 17 says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead but he laid his right hand on me saying fear not I am the first and the last and the living one I died and behold I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and Hades we may have our moments that were there on the floor we're dead in the situation. We're dead in the circumstance. We're dead in our thoughts. Whatever it may be, Lord, I, I'm done. But always know he is there to come and lift you up from right where you're at and remind you. He is the first and the last. He is the living one. And yes, he did die, but he rose again. And he has the keys of death and Hades. Death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your state? It no longer has that power over you and me today because of our faith in Jesus Christ and because this is who he is. No matter how the situation may look today with the COVID, it's not a dead situation because we still have a living God. We still have a living God today. Verse 19 says, write therefore the things that you have seen, those that are and those that are to take place after this. Let them know what's going on now, but also give them, some vision. We're going to give them some vision for what's to come. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. He's reminding them and he's giving them a purpose and he goes and he speaks to the churches in these next couple of chapters. But what I want us to look at today is chapter 4 of Revelation. We're going to look at chapter 4 of Revelation here. And we're going to start at verse 1 and we're going to read all the way through chapter 4 and all the way through chapter 5. I might not always, I, I probably don't have all the right words to say, but the word of God does. So I'm going to stick with the word, what the word of God says. Amen. Because I know this is a short word. As we spoke about earlier, there's much going on and much report. And it's hard to, it's hard to hear these things. It's hard to listen. It's hard to see these things. And many of us, well, just are looking out like, well, I mean, I don't really want to go out, I'm scared. Others may be, well, what do I do? What can I do? We have many out there on the front line, nurses, doctors, people working in food places, grocery stores, people out there dealing with the people that are dying, people working in nursing homes, all these different places. And we thank God for them and continue to pray for each one of them that they will be reminded of why they do what they do and pray for the peace of the family members and those that are worried about their loved ones that are out there doing these jobs, but let them be reminded that they're serving a greater purpose. They're laying down their lives for the sake of others' lives. And we can thank God for them today. And we can thank God for all those that are looking in every other way, whether big or whether small, just know whatever you do, when you do it unto God, it is big in the eyes of God. God doesn't see, he doesn't have no favoritism. He doesn't look at one, no, no. He looks at from your heart and what you're doing. <clears throat> Many today you're choosing to stay at home. And as hard as it may be, let me encourage you today. It's a sacrifice. You are laying down your life for the sake of others. So when you start to get frustrated, when you start to get upset, when you start to get bored, When you start to look at one another with that look, be reminded you're doing this with a purpose. You're not doing it just because you're doing it because there is a purpose in it, and it's because of the love of God and the love of others. So if this is your part, then praise the Lord, have joy in that. But whatever we do, we must have a joy, as we talked about in the morning, having that right heart first. Recognizing that in everything, God still has a plan and a purpose. He's in control. But one of the things we must recognize in this time in every moment of our lives is we serve a holy God. And that no matter what happens in this world, in our universe, we still have a God that is seated on the throne. And we're going to look at this this morning through these chapters here. And we're going to be reminded through the word of God and be encouraged by his Holy Spirit as he speaks and ministers to us this morning. So let's look right here. We're going to look at a couple of areas here that it breaks down in here. Okay. It says verse one of chapter four of Revelation says, After this I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven oh hallelujah 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 it's nice to know when there's a door open because then you know you can go in it's like going to the stores and all these different things you see a door open that 7-eleven doors open man i'm there <laughs> that drive-through windows i'm there it's when it's closed and you get over there you're like oh man <laughs> it's closed But right here, he has seen a door open to heaven. Oh, what a great sight this must have been. But I look forward to seeing it one day. And it says, and the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. So he he draws him in. He tells him, come on in, come up here. And I'm going to show you what must take place after this. I'm going to give you some insight. I'm going to show you some things. How many today are looking, God, give me some insight, Lord God. I need something, Lord God. But are you willing to come up? Are you willing to give it all? Are you willing to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God? Are you willing to draw near to him that he may draw near to you? And are you going to be ready to recognize the voice that is speaking to you? The one that is of God and the one that is not of. This is why it's so important that we have a right standing relationship with God the Father through his son, Jesus Christ. Because in these times there will be many voices. But you need to know the voice of your Lord this morning. He says, my sheep know my voice. We need to be his sheep, and he needs to be our shepherd. In verse 2, it says, At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. How many of us know that in order to see these things, we must be in the Spirit, because that flesh will keep me and you in this world? That flesh will make us think that this world is more real than eternity. But once we start to humble ourselves, once we start to lay down ourselves and draw near to God, once we come with repentance and make sure that heart is right, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit starts to take work, take lead on our hearts and our lives. And He starts to lead us in the Spirit. But as He starts to lead me and you in the Spirit, we can be reminded in the Spirit, oh, there is a throne that's in heaven there is a throne that is set in heaven and that throne is still set today the first thing he showed is a throne stood in heaven but not only was a throne stood or set in heaven it says with one seated on the throne hallelujah how many of us know today that there is one seated on the throne today? So no matter what is going on today, there is one still seated on the throne and he has not been removed. He has not went out to lunch. He has not gone fishing. He has not disappeared or went asleep because he is a God that never sleep nor slumbers. He is still in control. So no matter how anything may look today, we still have one that is seated on the throne this morning. Oh, be encouraged today. Be reminded today. That God is still in control. God is still God. God is still high and lifted up. God is still the creator of the heavens and the earth. God still never ceases to exist. He is God. God of gods. And he is alive and he is in control of everything. And though we may not understand everything. Oh, but be encouraged. He is still on that throne. And look at what it says in verse 3 and he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and carnelian. So we got over here a throne set in heaven, a throne seated in heaven. One seated on the throne, and here's another one we'll hear quite a bit. Around the throne. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. Here's another one. From the throne came flashes of lightning, And rumblings and peals of thunder and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire which are the seven spirits of God and before the throne and there it is begin and before the throne there was as it were a sea of glass like crystal so we got a throne set in heaven We got one who is seated in heaven. Then we got all that is around the throne. We have that which comes from the throne. We have that that is before the throne.
0: Oh, hallelujah.
1: This is a great throne. And here's this word again, and around the throne. But there's a little different one on each side of the throne. On each side of the throne are four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, look at this. Look at what these four living creatures are doing here. Look at what they're acknowledging, look at the very sight that John is seen here in this vision of heaven and what he is seeing here, what he's going to get to acknowledge and see and recognize and what is most important today. And that is to know there was a throne set in heaven. There was a throne and one who seated on that throne. There are those around the throne, that which comes from the throne, that which is before the throne and that which is on each side of the throne. And look at what these four creatures are doing. It says "And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings are full of eyes all around and within and day and night. They never cease to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Day and night, they never cease. They never rest. They continually shout and cry this out. Do you know that me and you today, we serve a holy God? Do we want to know what to do in these times today? Do we want to know, Lord, how do I overcome? How do I get to this place today, Lord God? Well, how many of us know today we got to acknowledge that we serve a holy God? These creatures, these cherubim would not stop crying out. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. See, it says in verse nine, and whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 hours fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created we gotta be willing to lay down those crowns we gotta be willing just like moses to take them sandals off and recognize we are on holy ground and if we don't know what to start to do then we can start to cry out holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come holy 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 is The Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come and you continue to cry out holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come come on church let's sing to say this together holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come holy Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And when you don't know what to shout, when you don't know what to say, just cry out like these creatures did holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come i don't care about what my talents are i don't care about my knowledge i don't care about anything else because i've got nothing to give but what i can do today is i can start by saying holy 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 is the lord god almighty Who was and is and is to come recognizing and acknowledging he is never changing. He is always holy. He will always be holy and he will never cease to be holy. But are we willing to lay everything down this morning and take off them shoes and recognize we are on holy ground today? Are we willing to recognize we serve a holy God? And in this world, they can come to know a holy God for all those that don't know him today. If they did it in the very presence on the throne of God, you can be reminded and recognized as you start to cry out holy. You'll start to see, God, you are on the throne. You're on the throne, God. And you never cease to be on that throne. So, Lord, I know you're in control. For you are holy.
0: Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy. Is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. He is holy. And
1: he's never stopped being holy. And we can be grateful today that we serve a holy God. Because he is still in control. He still reigns. He still rules. And it's coming with that acknowledgement, Lord, you are holy, my God. (laughs) Let me never forget how holy you are, Lord God. If the cherubim are doing it, they're crying out night and day, holy, 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 how much more me, Lord? How much more us? Laying down everything aside. Laying down all that we are, all that we have, everything, and just laying it all down. And acknowledging how holy it is. This is all I could cry out the other day. Was holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Because it reminded me and it put my focus back on him, Lord, you're big enough. You're greater than all of this that's going on, Lord God. And I know that you are going to be glorified because, Lord, we are choosing to glorify you now, Lord God. It's not about us today. It's about him. And this is a place that we come to and start to just declare how holy he is. But as we start to declare how holy he is, he starts to remind us how great he is. And what does that do? It causes them to say, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things. We acknowledge and you are the creator of everything. And by your will, there it is, your will, they existed and were created. It's all by God's will. Nothing else. I'm going to ask you to join me this morning we still got another chapter to read. But how many of us know it's not a matter of the instrument that you have? It's not a matter of <clears throat> all the talent you have, a heart of worship. It's just a heart of praise unto God and thankfulness and gratitude for that atonement of our sins. I'm going to ask you to sing along with me this morning if you know this song.
0: I see the Lord seated on the throne Exalted and the train of His robe Fills the temple with glory And the whole earth is filled And the whole earth is filled And the whole earth is filled With his glory I see the Lord seated on the throne and he's exalted and the train of his robe fills the temple with glory and the whole earth is filled and the whole earth is filled and the whole earth is filled with his glory holy holy Oh!
1: start to sing and declare how holy our God is. Our prayer is this morning that his glory will fill this whole earth, the universe, everyone around that they may know how great and how awesome our God is. This can be a little intimidating because it's like, wow, but he's a holy God. How do, how do I come into a presence of a holy God? This was the fear of Israel. And they had every right to be fearful of it, of him. But let's look at chapter five here. Because this is the hope for our world today and for all of us today. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Many have shed tears today. Many of you have shed tears today. But be encouraged to the word of God this morning as we read on. There is a hope today, a sure hope. And it says in verse five, and one of the elders said to me, weep no more. (laughs) Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Oh, hallelujah. Do not weep today. Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has conquered. So that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. How many of us know today there is one who is worthy? And look where he stands in verse 6. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing Oh, so he was not there. He was right in the middle of it all. And it says, as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints come on keep on praying keep lifting up them prayers there is a God who hears you there is a holy God who hears you and in his son Jesus there has been made a way where there was no way the way the truth and the life and no other way to the father except through him and how many of us know today as the word of God says and we know that he hears us and we know that he answers us according to his will and his purpose and he hears you today because of the worthy one and it says here in verse 9 and they sang a new song saying worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and by your blood you ransom people for God hallelujah from every tribe and language and people and nation how many of us know that we have a worthy one and his name is Jesus and he ransomed Everyone who puts their faith in him today, he died for the world, not just for Israel, not just for other people. No, he died for the world and everyone in it from time beginning to time end and everything in between. And he paid that price, and it was accepted unto God as a pleasing aroma. And we can be sure today that he resurrected on that third day, and now he is living, and he is alive, and he is at the right hand of the Father interceding for me and you day and night. He is that mediator, that one between me and you and God. He is that one that when we come to God, he is there on our behalf because we come in the name of Jesus. And the only way we're able to come is because he ransomed me and you when we put our faith in him. And not only that, in verse 10 he says, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God and they shall reign on the earth. Oh, hallelujah. We have a responsibility to let the presence of God be known in this world today. And the presence of God is alive in us today that we can be the light in this world today to let them know. Yeah, there is a holy God, but this holy God has made a way and he made the way through his son Jesus today. And now we're able to come into the holy of holies and we can cry out, holy, holy, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come because we can have faith, we can have trust, we can have hope when we come with that repentant heart that we've been washed and cleansed under the precious blood of Jesus. And now we have access by a new and living way, by the precious blood of the Lamb to enter the Holy of Holies this morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I got a lot of junk, a lot of different things, but Lord, I'm laying it down and I'm coming to you and I'm repenting and asking you for forgiveness, Lord God, because you don't accept me because of all that I do. You accept me because I acknowledge what I do is against you, but I acknowledge and I repent and I acknowledge Jesus paid the price for me and I receive that forgiveness and I'm trusting to help me to walk this walk out. As one that has been saved and redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Verse 11 says, Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels. Numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain and worshiped. We acknowledge and recognize we still have a holy God that is seated on that throne. But we also acknowledge that there was a savior of the world that died for this world. That we can know this one who sits on the throne. The one who reigns and the one who's in control of it all. The creator of the heavens and the earth. Our God the God of the living and that is a hope for us and this world today for us to be reminded, but for others to know and to be able to pray right where you're at, to be able to declare, Lord God, thank you, you are holy. Thank you, Lord, that you send your son, the one who was without sin, that others may know you. And We can start to pray accordingly, Lord God, let them have that opportunity to know you, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, all of those that don't know you today, Lord God, that father of perishing, let them have an opportunity to cry out to you, Lord Jesus, that they may know you before they take take their last breath. Father, in the name of Jesus, for those that are sick today with the COVID, with cancer, with many other different diseases and viruses, Father, in the name of Jesus, we know that you're the healer, my God. And in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, to outstretch your hand, Father, Lord, as they call on you, the name above all names, that, Lord, they shall be healed physically in the name of Jesus from the infirmities, my God, that may bring you glory, that they may know your God and that others, may come to know God through the word of their testimony because they'll recognize, Lord God, it is you and you have all the power and authority and the right to heal, to deliver, to save, to set free, to bring peace and comfort and joy when there is no joy, but he is our joy. Oh, this is our prayer this morning. This is our work as a Christian today. And yes, if God is telling you to go out, then do as God tells you. All I can tell you to do today is do what God is telling you to do. You focus on the Lord, but come to him and recognize you are a holy God. But in that, he will show you. He will direct me in you. He will guide us. And like that, we don't don't get consumed by everything that's going on. But we recognize, but God, you're still on that throne. And you're still in control. And I know, Lord God, you're going to bring us through. And no matter what happens, Lord God, I know, Lord Jesus, our eyes are on you, Lord God, and we know there's something even greater, Lord God, because, Lord, your word says we're already there with you, Father. It's the peace and the joy of knowing who your God is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We're going to take this time and we're going to worship together and praise and worship. We're going to put a couple of songs here and we just pray that you come along and worship with us. Because our God is worthy and we're coming together with a grateful heart because we're so thankful for all that our Lord has done for us.
0: For today, amen. So
1: grateful and give thanks to the Lord for all that he has done. And there's a reason why we just did in communion. We're remembering all that God did for us. And we could be thankful to the Lord this morning for everything. Amen. So just be encouraged this morning. Praise the Lord. I do have a couple of announcements this morning just to kind of keep us on track of what we're doing this uh, this coming week i just want to let you know that we will have bible study this this wednesday night um at 7 p.m we will be on the live stream 7 7 10 you know we kind of give or take a little bit um we'll be in the book of acts chapter 4 and our verses will be 5 to 14 and the title of this one is no other name so that's acts chapter 4 verse 5 to 14 and it's the the title is no other name um, this Friday, we will not have prayer, but we will have a Good Friday service. And we will be live streaming at 7 p.m. here on the YouTube channel. So if you'd like to join us, we'll be here on, on Friday night at 7 p.m. So we're just really looking forward to what the Lord is doing in that. Um, Sunday morning will be Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. Amen. And what's it called? I know that what's it called? Uh, we normally do two services. We will have a sunrise service be at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning and uh, it'll also be a live YouTube stream as well. So we'll be meeting together and having a live stream that morning and just celebrating uh, the resurrection of our Lord, amen. So I just wanna encourage you guys, uh, there'll only be one service that day, so uh, it'll just be that 6 a.m. sunrise service, amen. So we will still continue and, and continue to keep doing what, what we're already doing as, as a church and continue and thank you for all your prayers, uh, also through everything. And I would encourage you to pray for I Know Our President I know our president's kind of in between right now as far as allowing people to come back for the Easter services and, and allow people that opportunity. And, you know, and it's, it's a hard decision. It definitely is, you know, because a lot of people are, you know, they're concerned about their family members and different things like that. So let me encourage us to pray for our president, to pray for our leaders that, you know what, as a Christian, as a believer, you know, as, as great as it would be and as joyous as it would be to come together as a body of Christ, But one of the things we can be comforted in and we can pray for our president and our our leaders to know is they can be comforted in it is every day's resurrection day for us. Amen. Every day's a day that we are celebrating. We're celebrating today that our Lord rose from the dead. You know, I, I know today's Palm Sunday, you know, when the Lord entered into into Jerusalem and all the palms and the branches are sounding Hosanna, you know. We do this every day, so it's you know it's it's great. You know Easter is great, but definitely I know there's a lot more decisions and, and things that our president, and our leaders, and the leaders of this world need to make. You know, so you know let's just pray for them that they'll they'll have peace in the decisions that are made, and just knowing that you know what we do serve an awesome God and He is alive and living, and that is something we should be celebrating every single day amen but we'll leave that we'll pray to god we'll ask the lord for his will we'll ask for wisdom and guidance and direction in our leaders on how to make those decisions and what to do and uh you know we just our prayer is just lord let us all walk in wisdom amen but also knowing that there is a throne set in heaven amen through it all amen so we're just grateful to the lord for that but before before i do close up today um i know you know we went through many things this morning you know, we're in the book of Ezra, the prayer in the morning uh, regarding what's what's restoring what is really important to us. You know, having that heart of worship and thankfulness unto God for the atonement of our sins, you know, and then in that, in that having the direction of what to do, but with the right heart. Um, also, you know, we, we just, you know, this morning we were going through all of, uh, you know, our God is holy, you know. He is still seated on that throne. That throne is set in heaven, man. So, you know, there's nothing going on that he's not aware of. And also that we have a Savior, Jesus Christ, the one who is worthy, the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. And then through communion, just remembering that and acknowledging that and remembering that to the day that he returns. Amen. So this is, you know, our encouragement this morning. But as we look right now, as I close up with this portion of scripture, I'm going to ask this morning that, now, as I've been seeking the Lord and as well as waiting on the Lord and as the Lord just put this, put this message together. Well, I believe now is our moment in this coming week as uh, I'll read the scripture and then I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going with this. Amen. <laughs> so it's in Isaiah, chapter 58, verse 5. I- Isaiah, not Isaiah. Isaiah, chapter 58, verse 5. And we're going to read all the way down to the end here. It says, is such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Verse 6, is not this the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke? to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer, and you shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the point of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and he will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So, this week, church, we're calling a fast. And this is our fast and our prayer this week. We will do the fast, the fast will end on Good Friday service. We'll, we'll complete the fast that day. You have a day of rest, and then we'll have our our sunrise service on Sunday morning. But I, I'm not going to force you. This is up to you. This is between you and God. I would ask that you pray and seek the Lord. You ask the Lord, what is it that He would like you to fast, and uh, we'll we'll start to fast together. Whether you start tonight, you start tomorrow, you know. But I'm calling a fast here as a church for the Lord to lead us and guide us to. Help us to refocus on Him and not on ourselves. Help us to be willing to see others in need and not just ourselves. To also see others that are in fear, not just ourselves. But it's in that of coming to a holy God by the blood of Jesus, by His Holy Spirit. And so this is what we'll be doing this week, is we'll be fasting unto the Lord. And again, this is between you and God. You decide whether you, what you fast unto the Lord if you decide to fast along with us and uh but this is where we'll be going and my prayer and my my prayer is, is lord i know that there's many reports of many things that are going to be going on in these next couple of weeks the reports of the debts and the how many more people they're going to find out well we as a people, as a church, we're going to be praying and we're going to be seeking the Lord for his wisdom and his guidance. And our prayer is going to be for those that don't know him. Our prayer is going to be for those that are bound in bondage and addiction and, 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 and sin and, and gossip and fear and without jobs or, you know, just without, you know, in sickness, you know, different things. We're to, our prayer is going to be for those in those situations, including our homes, including ourselves, including those places around us. This will be our prayer but we will all come together and seek the Lord together. So I pray, maybe you didn't see this one coming, but amen. (laughs) But this is what we will do as a church as we seek the Lord together. And as we've humbled, humbled our hearts and acknowledge how holy he is, acknowledge all that he's done for us, this is now what we're gonna do as a church. And we're gonna trust the Lord through it all and believe him and know that he is in control of everything. And when you get weary and heavy hearted and anxious and stressed, and you have so many different things going on, not just with the COVID, but even in your own life, be reminded and remember today, there's a throne set in heaven and there is one seated on it. So we're gonna close up in prayer this, this morning. If you have a prayer request, feel free to put it right there on the chat, chat board. And brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm not seeing the chat board, but you are. Lift those prayers up, and we as a church will lift these prayers up corporately. And we'll also pray for our president and our leaders and the leaders of our nation, communities, and all those that are affected right now. Everybody, I mean, everybody's affected, so we're going to pray you know, for the world right now and for everybody in this world. And we're just going to pray for the wisdom and guidance and direction also as we seek the Lord to what a fast and how to fast. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you this day, Father. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor. We thank you, Lord, for you are holy, Lord. And, Father God, when, Lord, we don't know what else to say, Lord, we can cry out holy. Because, Lord, that is what you are set apart, Lord, separate from all of this, Father God. But, Lord, yet you're in control, Lord. And, Father God, but you're in control of it all, Lord God, and we just thank you this day. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask you this day, Father God. Lord, we're looking to you, Lord, to lead us and guide us and direct us, Father, as we start the fast this week, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're seeking you and only you, Father God. Lord, we need your wisdom. We need your guidance. We need your direction. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we need your instruction through it all, Father God. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, through this fast, Father God. Father, it's a fast between us and you, Lord God. But Lord, through this, Father God, guide us and lead us to prayer, guide us and lead us through your word, guide us and lead us in our lives, Father God. As Father God, we die to some flesh here, Father God. But Lord, that we can walk by your spirit, my God. Father God, fasting doesn't save us. It doesn't you know, make us closer. All it does, Father Lord, is it helps us to, Father God, to deny ourselves, Father God. But in doing so, Father God, Lord, we look to you because as your word says, man does not live on bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, as we humble ourselves under your mighty hand, Lord. For, Lord Jesus, we cast our cares and our anxieties on you, Lord, for you care for us. And, Lord Jesus, we take your yoke for disease and your burden for this life. And Heavenly Father, as we just come before your throne this day, Father, Lord, we lift up every prayer request, Father God, that has been set up there, Father God. We lift up every Father God person, maybe that did not put a prayer request on there, but you know the hearts that are praying there at home today, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you hear these prayers, and we come in agreement this day in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thanking you, Father God, for the provision. Thanking you, Lord Jesus, for the healing. Thanking you, Lord, for the deliverance. Thanking you, Father God, Lord, for the restoration. Thank you you lord for the salvations father thanking you lord for your peace and comfort and joy and strength. thanking you father god for those that you're drawing back and calling back to you lord thank you father god Father we just thank you Lord for hearing our prayers this morning and we thank you Father God that you answer according to your will and purpose and we're standing and believing that all things are possible for you Lord. We thank you for our president. We thank you and we ask you for wisdom and guidance in his life Lord. We ask you Father God that Lord Jesus you would guide and lead every decision that he makes and does Father God. Father Lord Jesus my God, Lord we know that Lord you are Lord of all Father God and every leader every person in place Father God. you. You are aware of Father God and you are greater because Father God you are able to turn the King's heart and shift it to the place in the way that you want it to go Father God. So Father in the name of Jesus we pray Father and ask you Lord Jesus for the guidance and the peace upon our president and his family Lord and the salvation Lord if they do not know you. For our leaders and our Congress and our government Lord and the leaders in our states Father, our governors, our mayors Father. Father those that are working in the city and working on the budgets my God, Father in the name of Jesus, Lord, the IRS and all those that are working on the stimulus checks and tax returns and Social Security and all these different things, Father, making sure in the unemployment, Father God, to make sure that everybody gets what they need in a timely manner, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you, Lord, for the wisdom and the guidance and the direction and the laborers to help in that, Father God. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for the companies, Lord, that are still able to be open, Father, Lord, and for those companies that, Father, are being able to pay their employees or, Father, or having to make hard decisions and laying people off. But, Lord, we just ask you, Father, Lord, for wisdom and guidance in every single decision that is made, Father God. Let it not be a decision of panic, but let it be wisdom and truth in it all, Father God. Father, we thank you for all the doctors and the nurses, Father God. Father, all those on the front line, Father, we ask you in Jesus' name that you would refresh them, Father. That, Father, you would remind them, Father, and thank you lord for them for doing the work that they do father god in the nursing homes and in everywhere father god where they're out there my god Thank you for each one of them. Thank you for their families. Thank you for Father, Lord Jesus, those around them, Father, for those that are continually praying for them as well. Father, in Jesus' name, give them the strength and the guidance and the direction, Father. Lord, we lift up all those today, Father, God, that Father are close to death from this sickness, Lord. And we ask you in Jesus' name that they know you, Father, God. And Father, God, for those right now in the name of Jesus, we ask you to lift those up from those beds, Father, to raise them up for you are the resurrection and the life and to give them life father God that their lungs may be open and cleared and open father God and that this disease this virus father God Lord will be healed in the name of Jesus father God for Lord we know that you are the healer my God and father we just ask you Lord that you get the glory my God in the name of Jesus Christ Lord God father thank you Lord Jesus for your healing power thank you father for your saving power thank you father God that you are the deliverer in Jesus name And thank you, Father, that you are the peace through all the chaos, my God. Father, thank you, Lord Jesus. Most of our prayer is let those that don't know your peace have your peace, Lord. The peace that surpasses all understanding and guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We love you this day, Father. We glorify you and we praise and we bless your holy name. And we just thank you, Father, for you are good. And we just love you and we thank you this day, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And you guys have a blessed day. And just keep your eyes on the Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us today.